0: Welcome to this episode of Behind the Counter, The Beanery. I'm Stephanie.
1: And I'm Adrian, And, and together, together we're spilling the beans. On this episode, we have no guests with us today. So we're giving our listeners a chance to learn a little bit more about us two girls behind the counter. So we thought we would start off and explain the where the spill the beans <laughs> came from. I'm already giggling just thinking about it. <laughs> So, um, (laughs) picture this, we are, um, in the weeds, knee deep in otters, um, no leaders in sight, just myself, Stephanie, and some of our team members. Um, and the grinder that grinds up the espresso beans Mm -hmm. is completely jammed. Not working. Nothing's coming out. And I was on, I was on register this morning, this particular morning. Stephanie's on register. I'm the team lead. Um, we have a new person working the espresso machine. So he turns and looks at me in a panic and says, something's not right. Um, Stephanie just continues to take orders yeah, as usual. (laughs) She's just like ready to go. I'm like, like, forget the grinder. Let's just keep making it. We can't have a line. So (laughs) I decide I'm thinking, well, I can't find anyone that knows how to work the equipment. So let me, you know, take charge. Um, in the midst of the chaos I thought it would be a good idea to have full access of the grinder so just pull the entire hopper of espresso beans off of the grinding (laughs) machine Um, that is clearly where I went wrong (laughs) not only did the beans come spilling out I placed them on the counter and unbeknownst to me, my elbow decided to knock the remainder of the beans onto <laughs> Stephanie, the customer, the counter, yes. the floor.
0: <laughs> and you know, I, with my supreme customer service, just...
1: she just brushed off the
0: beans. Yes.
1: And I can't, kept I can't, taking
0: water. I mean, I would not break eye contact with the customer. I was just like, look into my eyes, and I, you know, the beans are in my shoes. They're all over. They're under. They're underneath me. They're all over the floor. They're all over the counter. They're probably in the customer's shoes. Probably in their purse at that point. And I did not break eye contact. And I was just like, will that be all? Like, would you like? It?
1: <laughs> and that's when I had to stand <laughs> up from under the counter and say. There will be no more espresso, sir, until further notice. Um, we're currently just going to be serving Bayou Sippies, chocolate milk.
0: Yes. Some water. Bottled <laughs> <Some> water. water.
1: <laughs> also some drip coffee, maybe. <laughs> um, It was a very intense moment. That was probably one of the funniest but hardest moments, I think, um, as being a team lead. Um, just because... I felt responsible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever, um, Sean finally came around and (laughs) saw the destruction, um, through the lobby, through the lobby, lobby. because (laughs) at at this point, everyone knows it's going on. Like every person has no, knows that the beanery is just spilling the beans down, down for the count. (laughs) Um, uh, my first instinct was I'll just buy more beans. I'll pay for the beans. (laughs) I really was. Although you were
0: not responsible, I really was so thankful that it wasn't on my week as team lead because man, I was just, so instead of sweating and feeling responsible like you were, I was just cracking jokes the whole time.
1: Correct. Um, (laughs) We had other team members coming up to me and they're like, it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You're doing great. Um, In that moment, nothing felt great. Um, but looking back, it's awfully hilarious. Like, I'm I'm very thankful that it happened because it, it kind of just opened my eyes to knowing that anything is possible. And at the end of the day, it was really all about teamwork. Everyone mm-hmm. kind of gra- ran and grabbed different things. Um, sweet little Gavin had his broom out. He was trying to. Sweep off the countertop. Um, oh, yeah. He got in trouble for doing that. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We did come back around with an antibacterial wipe <laughs> for <before> the counter. <laughs> um, but needless to say, at the end of the day, the grinder was broken. Mm-hmm. Sean did have to go to a local coffee shop and borrow someone else's grinder. Mm-hmm. So it really was nothing that we had done um, other than there was a technical error in how the hopper was placed and if it would have been in there correctly, I wouldn't have never been able to remove it and cause the spillage. Mm -hmm. Um, So really and truly it was, it was just, you know, mass chaos, but it was the best part of, it's a good memory. It is. And I'm so thankful to share that memory with our (laughs) listeners today.
0: Yeah. So that's where our little catchphrase comes from spilling the beans. Yeah. Um, So next
1: time you see me, if you want to, you know, contribute to those beans that were spilled. (laughs) I'm still taking, <laughs> taking tips uh, for that.
0: <laughs> well, that day
1: was very chaotic. So much chaos. Always. Um, And when I hear the word chaos, it, it's actually making me really excited about Pastor Sean's upcoming sermon series mm-hmm. called Habits of Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, he just briefly talked about it the past few Sundays and then he made a post about it on his Facebook page. Um, and I'm really excited to hear about it because most days for me are chaotic and I would love to learn better habits of peace and how to bring peace into my daily life for sure.
0: And I know you and I kind of have opposite days, honestly, uh, you know, homeschooling four kids here. I don't, like our mornings are very calm and peaceful we kind of just get up when we want decide what we want for breakfast you know things like that we kind of lounge in our pjs in the morning i know not all homeschool families are like that but you know some of them are like up at a certain time i want to start school by this time but um we're pretty like relaxed about it so like our mornings are pretty peaceful nobody's kind of rushing out the door we're just kind of lounging in pjs you know, eating our breakfast, then it's like, okay, well, we better, you know, make our beds and get this day started. But then as the day goes on, it can get a little more chaotic where I'm trying to juggle, you know, two kids doing math. This kid needs help. I have to grade this paper. This lunch isn't done yet. It gets a little more chaotic. And so I have to kind of, I don't feel like I'm very good at reminding myself that like I set the mood. I set the temperature of the house here. Right. I have to remember that. Like I can let frustrations in and I'm getting frustrated, but then it's like, okay, wait, you have to set the mood. You have to set the tone here for the whole house. Right. And so there are times where I'm like, we're going outside for a break. <laughs>
1: because <laughs> Everybody needs a
0: breather. Yes. No. And so we can call a much needed recess or something over here. Cause it does, yes. it does get
1: a little chaotic and I'm sure your day's, My day's different. Pretty much the opposite. Um, We are probably like most families, um, fill in the rush first thing in the morning, that alarm Mm -hmm. goes off and your feet hit the floor and you just don't stop. Um, you know, it's like, okay, we got to let the dogs out. We got to make breakfast. We got to pack a school lunch, got to get your kid up, make sure they're ready, you know, and then you have to be out the door by a certain time to make sure you get it to the car line and, you know. Make Mm -hmm. sure everything's packed. Is the Chromebook charged? Is the, you know, you got your belt? You have your ID? You know, all the things. There's a big checklist. So the mornings can be chaotic. And then sometimes I feel like I don't even take a breath until I get back home. Oh, wow. And it's like you open the door and you just see the whirlwind that took place. You know, there's like just dirty dishes and, you know, the beds are still not made, you know. And so then it's like, okay, here's my chance to kind of reset the day Um, but I have learned a lot and I and I am lucky in that I have a job where I am able to work from home Um, it wasn't always like that I worked out of the home for 15 years so this past year and a half has definitely been a huge transition for our family but um, it gives me a chance to kind of reset like I said I do I do try to have a positive attitude in the morning because I know that I will have an opportunity to come home and kind of rectify, you know, the chaos. Um, mm-hmm. so I try to be positive. I try to, you know, have a smile on my face. If something goes wrong, if we forget something, if Manny wakes up in a bad mood, you know, I'm just trying to be upbeat, positive because I know that I am, you know, the start of her day. I'm the last person, you know, in close contact with her as she gets out of the car in the morning and I want to make sure that she's going to have a good day because, yeah. you know, we still do regardless. Like you said, we do set the tone. We set the temperature of the day. So yeah. You know, you don't ever want to get out the car crying because you spilt your milk and your mom freaked out and, you know, and, and I know it's not always easy. Um, and there were many mornings that it went the wrong way, but I'm um, um, no, I'm sure. So I am grateful for my opportunity to come home, kind of take it all in, Reset, you know, clean up the mess, make the beds, you know, and then get my day started that way. Um, and then you have that time to work for me. I have that time to work. And then it kind of all starts over again in the car line in the afternoon. So, um, you know, no matter what you do, I'm sure everyone has those chaotic moments in their day. Oh
0: yeah. And even to like hearing you say that reminds me of like on Sunday mornings, I don't know why obviously they didn't have kids the easy like sunday morning. So, yeah that's why now richie did not yeah. know i uh, don't know who agrees it was with that money. song but yeah um <laughs> so uh, we are like that on sunday mornings it's like getting the food made get in the car where's where's this person's shoes you didn't bring your jacket i mean i've showed up on sunday mornings with like a kid with no shoes <laughs> i've showed up with a kid who had, had like uh, bentley one time came with like winter boots right on and in, and you're just like this us, is just and, chaos and that's
1: that's where it's funny for you that's when you're feeling it the most mm-hmm. and for us it's like that's the most laid-back day for us is it um even that's though we funny. have to be you know at the beanery or at internship for a certain time it's like well we're not getting up at 5 15 today we're getting up at 7 oh that's um, funny so for us it's just like oh this is nice um <laughs> And for you, it's such a, it's such a crazy day.
0: Oh, it's a real wake up call. We're like, Oh man, like we have to like actually get up and get going and, and move out the door. But yeah, I don't like those mornings where maybe I do lose it on the way to church and I'm lecturing them. And it's like, I, I kept telling you not to do that. And then you get there and you're like, why, why did I start the day like this? And that can be chaotic. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to hear what Pastor Sean says and and lets us know because I know that yes, we do find ways to bring peace about our day, but there has to be so many more opportunities and mm-hmm. so many more ways where we can improve.
0: Well, you had mentioned that you didn't always work from home. So like just so our listeners know, like how did you end up working well actually just like tell us more about you, Adrian?
1: Okay. Um so long story short, because stories are always long, um I was born and raised in Ville Platte, um, which is about 45 minutes north of Lafayette. Um, went to a private school, kindergarten through 12th grade, uh, graduated and then pursued a degree in biology at LSU, um, graduated uh, in 2009, but prior to that met Quentin, my husband. Um, in 2007, we were married in 2008. So, um, we've been married for 15 and a half years. Um, always wanted to do something in the medical field, whether wanted to be a doctor for a long time, um, then definitely changed and switched over to dentistry, like dentistry teeth, it's always been a passion of mine. Um, so pursued the degree in biology, graduated from LSU with a degree in biology with intentions of going to dental school. Um, Quentin was still finishing his degree. And so we moved to Lafayette. He was from Lafayette. I was living in Baton Rouge after we got married. We moved to, actually we lived in Abbeville. Um, so he was finishing his degree. I was studying for the DAT, um, got a job at a local dentist office. And in the midst of all of that, we found out that we were expecting, Um, so we kind of just put all our plans on hold and decided that our family was going to be more important than anything. Um, my job was a good job. He had a good job. He's a machinist by trade and he was still going to school. Um, so we just decided to purchase a home in Lafayette, have Maddie. And then, um, we were going to just kind of figure things out after she was born. Well, so, um, you know, we were just trucking along for, you know, a good decade. Um, COVID hit, things changed as far as my job. We were, um, the dental industry was shut down. So I wasn't working for about a month or two. Um, at the same time, my grandmother, who was 90 years old, um, she had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia. It was progressively mm-hmm. getting worse. Um, she ended up passing away January 2021, right after um, the holidays. Actually, two days after my birthday, um, which we we just always say that you know she wanted to hang around for just one more birthday, um, which was really special for me. Um, so once she passed away, now now we're coming to realize that a lot of it was anxiety induced, but Maddie developed a lot of gastrointestinal issues. Um she had surgery where she had her append- um her gallbladder out at 10 years old, which oh is gosh. really not something that happens often for kids. Um she developed some other issues um where she wasn't processing food correctly in her stomach. It was sitting in her stomach for hours and hours on end um without digesting properly. Um, you know, we went through the gamut of running tests. She was in and out of the hospital for months on end. Um, so for me, it was a really chaotic time in our life. Um, I was, I would go to work for a day or two and then I would be out for three or four days. Um, my, my employers, my coworkers were all so, so, so kind during that time. They never made me feel any type of way about not being at work. You know, when you can come, come. When you can't, you know, be there for your family. That's a blessing. It was a, it was a great blessing for us. But it also made me kind of reevaluate where I wanted to be and where I needed to be for my family in that time. So um, 2021 kind of came and went with a blur. Um, and then at the beginning of 2022 is whenever I started to – look for other options as far as jobs Um, and i just so happened to come across this job it is still in the dental field um, but it allows me the flexibility to stay home and work from home and um, it's a great company they're very family oriented they do know about the history you know all of the many doctors appointments and things that we still have to follow up with um, for maddie and so it's they, they're very gracious and they allow me that flexibility in my day to, you know, set the tone for how I need the day to go, whether that is make it to a doctor's appointment or Maddie's out sick from school. So I need to focus on her. Um, It's just been it's been a true blessing for my family. So um, I'm still able to, you know, pursue my passion dentistry. Um, This job allows us to bring dentistry across the country. So um, I do work with some nonprofits and different types of clients across the country. And we teach about oral health. We bring preventative care. Um, so it's really nice that I get to see a different side of things. Um, and then I'm able to also just enjoy my family time a lot more than I have in the past. That's well, good that you have that flexibility to like put your priorities
0: like where you want them, you know, right. to make your family the priority. And Maddie's health priority as you
1: should so that's nice that you have that flexibility to do that yes uh, I'm very grateful very very grateful so now that they've, they've learned a little <laughs> bit about me Stephanie <laughs> let's turn the tables and learn a little bit about you. You just can't see her face her face is so funny. Stephanie if you could if, if we could have this on video you guys would love to see where <laughs> we are right now too alright <laughs> Stephanie you share some some of your story
0: Um, I grew up. It was kind of weird because I I was born in California. My parents met at a base in California. And I didn't know that years later, I would end up meeting my own husband at the same base, I'd be stationed there. But so I was born at a base in California, my parents were in the army. And but then when I was going to school, my dad's family was in West Virginia. And so my school years were spent in West Virginia. And in the summers, I'd come to California. And then after I graduated high school in West Virginia, I moved back to California And, um, big music major in high school, you know, marching band, all that stuff. It was fun. And then, um, when I came to California, I decided I really wanted to join the air force. So I did that and I was enlisted to be a Korean linguist. So I was stationed in Monterey, California, which is where I was born. And I ended up meeting where my husband was born too.
1: That's this. It's the same. And he was also a linguist in the Air Force. Are you lying? You're lying. No, I swear.
0: Are you? I swear. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously did not know that. See
1: what we're still learning about each other. What language? Uh,
0: uh, Mandarin. Really? Okay. Okay. See, people say that Chinese is a language, and I'm like, it's it's not Chinese. There's different. Languages underneath that umbrella in China. So, okay. So Mandarin. Okay. W- what year was he there? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'd be fine. Now, you need now, to find now I'm lying. Okay. No, I'm not lying. I just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was there. So I was born there in 86 and then got stationed there again in like 2006, I want to say. And so we met our husbands the same year. I met Brandon in 2007 And then we were married in 2009. But all of his family was here in Louisiana. So we moved to Louisiana. And when I got here, you know, even though I spent time in West Virginia and California, coming to Louisiana was seriously... I seriously felt like I was on a new planet. Like, the language.
1: (laughs) My mother-in-law thought that Cajun was a disease. (laughs) She's from California. (laughs) Dude,
0: the bugs
1: and everything. And I was pregnant.
0: And... The heat, just the heat and the bugs, like I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I think Brandon told me one day, he's like, could we, could we just have one day where you don't complain about the heat? I just couldn't. Oh my gosh. It was such an adjustment and the food and the culture and the everything. It was so different. I was like, I'm literally on a different planet. I don't know who, I don't know where I am. And so, but it, but now that I've adjusted, cause when I first got here, everyone was like, why would you leave California? I'm like, it is a nice place to visit, but it's just changing so much. And I didn't want to live there and and raise a family there. So, um, so now I've been in Louisiana, uh, for 14 years and this spring will go on like 15 years. And that's how long I've been at the Bayou. But, um, so now I am a homeschool mom when I first moved here and I was pregnant and I had my kid, I went back to work, but then I just felt God calling me to homeschool. And of course it was one of those moments of like, please leave me alone.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. am not ready for this.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know what I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what to do. And, um, I did go back to school when the kids were little for business administration. Um, but then, so I was called to homeschooling and I really wanted God to just leave me alone about it. Cause I didn't know what to do and it was scary, but I eventually took that step of faith, did it. And it, I felt so much peace so much peace and so i have since went back to school for early childhood education and then now i run a homeschool campus here we meet like once a week and yeah four kids homeschooling and chaos and peace and more chaos and
1: <laughs> all that fun stuff love it love yeah. it yeah yeah well that's interesting that we just learned something about yes yeah, so my husband was born in monterey or actually king city california mm-hmm. um he lived there until he was in second grade and okay. then his dad is actually from Ville Platte, Um, so from his, most of his family's from Louisiana. So, um, his dad met his mom in the army. Um, so that's how they ended up there in California. And when I thought that I would never marry someone from my hometown and, I, after meeting him and we had a conversation and, Oh, I'm from California. I thought, no way. And then on, upon further examination, found out he's actually half Cajun, um, <laughs> California transplant. That's um, so funny. God has a good sense of humor. That's he all does. I have to say. He really
0: does. And when I met Brandon, he was living on the street that I was born at, like the hospital I was born at. He was living on, like, right That's, off of that street. Isn't that So just, it's, I
1: love when things come back around like that. It's, it's so it's funny. It's funny, yeah. So you've been here 14 years. Quentin has been in Louisiana s- for... 20 something years now okay um so he considers louisiana home mm-hmm. especially because most of his family's from here already but he says that all the time about why would you ever leave california yeah. you know he says it's louisiana on steroids um that's his quote um, yeah they have great weather it's a really nice it place is. to visit it's a great place to vacation but i don't see us ever being there full-time
0: it's difficult to raise a family like i don't know just certain values and, and morals and beliefs it's difficult to raise a family there for sure so. for
1: sure so.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, now that you know our life stories, let's let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the future. So I'm excited for a new year. It's always exciting to have a new year and new goals in mind. And so I'm really excited about the sermon series because I am definitely wanting to make it a goal to have more peace in my life. I've just had so much going on this year. Our family's really been through a lot this year, and so I definitely want to have more peace going into 2024 and so i'm trying to work on like action steps to like actually make that happen but
1: what are your goals so for 2024 um not to sound like a broken record but the same and i think that's probably a lot of people's goals Mm -hmm. is to just find more peace or Mm -hmm. find better ways to achieve that peace either within yourself within your household um even you know just in your daily life at work in the car you know whatever that is um that's what I'm shooting for just more peace too and we would love to hear your goals like the people that are listening we would
0: love to hear your goals and what what you have envisioned for this new year of 2024
1: yeah so if you are interested in sharing that with us whether through a Facebook message a quick email or even looking for us behind the counter